Hey guys, welcome to the You Make the Scene podcast. My name is Josh, and this is episode number 133. This week on the show, I've got an awesome conversation with Kev and Michael of the band Mechanical Roots. Um, had a great time talking with these guys. A lot of laughs, a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, really looking forward to you guys checking this episode out and this band out because they're really starting to amp things up a lot. You know, they were formed uh, during the COVID years. They go into that story. We talked about, you know, kind of how they formed the L.A. music scene, what it's like, you know, trying to network and find the right people to be a part of a project and, um, you know, a, a ton of other stuff. This is such a diverse conversation that we had, um, touching on all sorts of shit and even as far as, you know, the the big earthquake that's going to happen in California at some point and how that... Uh, you know, is in their head and whatnot, but really looking forward to you guys checking this episode out. So let's just dive into this. Here's my conversation with Kev and Michael of Mechanical Roots. Cool. Uh, So to start things off, I do start with the same boring ass question every time. Uh, That's the simple introduction. Who are you guys? Kind of what do you do? And just a little background on yourselves. Yeah, so uh, I'm Kev O'Brien. I'm the singer and guitar player for Mechanical Roots. I'm Michael O'Grady. I play guitar for Mechanical Roots. Yeah, so um, right now we recently dropped a single called The Fight, um, and it's out everywhere, streaming everywhere. Um, And uh, yeah, so we've just been really pushing that, uh, getting a lot of promo going on that, and uh, so far the feedback has been pretty solid. Yeah. um, yeah, no, it's been good. So that's kind of what we're doing. We just dropped that, and then we're planning a tour in October. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely Wait, be heading. I have that. a quick question. Yeah, is this go podcast going to be just audio or video and audio? So it is primarily just audio. Um, I'm starting to use clips of the video to do like TikToks, Instagram Reels, oh, all sorry. that fun okay. shit. Uh, yeah. But we'll, yeah, it. We'll use that as well, or tag us in it, so we can. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, Sorry. No, you're totally fine. Um, so let's dive into kind of the background on, on the band, right? This project, because you guys, while this project is kind of new to the industry, you guys yourselves are not new to the industry. Correct. What's it been like kind of doing this formation and figuring out the sound? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, 2020, everything kind of shit, shit the bed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So uh, I, I shit the bed as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> And not just in 2020. Yeah, and they're like, right. can't just daily. Like, oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. But uh, so, um, you know, I had the name Mechanical Roots. I thought it was a good, you know, band name for a rock band. And yep. um, I did a podcast actually with him. Mm-hmm. And I asked him during the podcast, I was like, yo, would you ever join an original band, uh, you know, in the scene? And he was like, it had to be the right one. Right. I was playing hard to get. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you gotta he, buy me drinks first. Exactly. <laughs> so I got him absolutely wasted. He agreed to do it. <laughs> no, and now so, he regrets every day. <laughs> yeah, he regrets every day. But I, I, I couldn't walk right for a week. Yeah, it was by, weird. What happened? That yeah, day? by contract, I own his soul now. So, yeah. that's, that's good. Um, but I, also, me and Patricia, the drummer, we were kind of jamming. Um, and then we got him. And then and, uh, I was like, yeah, we're kind of, we need a bass player now. You know, mm-hmm. we got two guitars and drums, but there's no bass. 
And he was like, I know a guy. And uh, Nick DiOrio, who's, uh, who's now the bassist in Mechanical Roots, um, I saw him jam years ago in LA and I was like, shit, I need that guy in my band, you know? And yeah. somehow the universe kind of brought us all together, mm-hmm. full circle. So yeah, now you got the official lineup uh, of what we are now in Mechanical Roots. And honestly, I know it was a it was a downer for a lot of people, the pandemic, but it was kind of the best thing in a way it, yeah. to that happened. It worked out very serendipitously. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, so- I did a podcast because we couldn't do anything. Yeah. We were like, what are we going to do? I was like, I'm stuck I need, inside. <laughs> I was like, I need to do something. And I was like, this is a perfect time for me to like, just like basically interview and talk to my friends. And then he hit me up and then the, I was just like, so if it wasn't for that, I mean, it could have happened, but it was perfect timing yeah. because we had so much time to like just rehearse and yeah, we, there was like you know, no agenda. Exactly. We could like kind of figure everything out. It was perfect. And we did a live stream show at a church. We're not, <laughs> we're not a religious band, but right. and I'm sure we're going to hell for that show. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was cool. You know, it was a good turnout as far as like views on online. And uh, yeah, that's when we kind of knew like, all right, you know, this is something that... Uh, think it work so yeah just been grinding ever since yeah yeah no i think it's it's funny you guys say you know like it was a hard time for for everyone right the whole world you know suffered through the pandemic but kind of this reoccurring theme that i've noticed through doing my podcast and interviewing bands which i mean i've done music journalism for almost 18 19 years now but like doing the podcast and going through covid doing the podcast talking to bands initially like everybody had that same feeling of like, we don't know what the fuck's happening, you know, like what's the next step? When does it get better type thing? But it seems like more and more bands that I'm talking to now, you know, post everything are in kind of the same boat as you where like, you know what, looking back, this was a blessing and, and mm-hmm. kind of disguise because we could work at our own pace. We could figure out what we needed to do and mm-hmm. come up with new ways to, to kind of market and revolutionize the industry to some degree. Yeah, you're able to like pump the brakes because, you know, when you're so in into it, you're just nonstop playing shows on the road, whatever. And then you don't really hone in on your sound. You're not recording or writing a lot. So this yeah. was a good time for us to like really sit back, write a bunch of songs, record a bunch of singles and uh, really set us up for the future. So, I mean, yeah, it, you know, that's kind of what the fight is about is about a lot of uh, friends and family members that we knew uh, who just went through a really hard time mentally um and so you know through the darkness you got to find some light and that's kind of what we did uh yeah. so that's what the song's about just fight on through it's very yeah. direct yeah <laughs> what's the fight about well fight. <laughs> ironically it's about fighting yeah. you know it's yeah. that struggle you have of putting your pants on in the morning exactly yeah yeah no i i think that's the wet foot yeah exactly yeah it's yeah. very it's deep metaphors that's what we aim for yeah. but you know sometimes especially with music, you know, like art in general, sometimes we get so caught up in the the deep metaphor uh, that like the true message of a song or a, an art piece gets lost because it's far too interpretational. Whereas right. this, not that there's not depth to it, but this is kind of on the nose with, hey, you know, this shit sucks, but keep fighting. Well, and that's what we talk about all the time. And like he writes a lot of these like, great kick-ass songs like there's the fight and then there's like we have a another song that we wrote in like the song is like i like two minutes and 53 seconds and i think we literally wrote it in like about three minutes was yeah. uh, our, our <laughs> single before the fight was spitfire 
because we just we were just jamming one day and I, I was on the drums and he played a riff and I was like what is that and he's like I don't know I'm just checking my sound and I go play that again and then we just and yeah. then we sit there and talk about like those kind of like daily life struggles and we go back and forth and he'll be like oh, I want to talk about this like that person that made you feel like shit like fuck that person exactly. and fuck that feeling and it's like universal in a way where it's like how many times are you like how am I going to do this yeah and we'll go oh well let's write about that you know what I mean and that's what he did with the fight where he's like I got I have the fight song <laughs> right. yeah. I have our fight song I'm yeah. like what's it called the fight <laughs> not gonna believe, believe it. it yeah <laughs> well yeah, so. yeah yeah no I think I think that's great and I think you know it it really says a lot too though that you're able to take these things and kind of morph them into the song and say like you know everybody writes about what their daily struggles are to some degree you know there's not an artist out there that doesn't write about real life mm -hmm. um but you know making it relatable to the quote unquote common person right. isn't the easiest of tasks so you know i think that's one of the the big ups to you guys for what I've seen in your discography so far that, you know, all of these songs are written in such a way that like, it's not overly specific to nobody else has been through this problem that I'm going through. Yeah. Right. And honestly, it's a lot easier for me to write lyrics about something or about someone else's struggle or like they're going through something or they, uh, I mean, we have a song. Um, yeah, the truth. Uh, Is that what you're thinking of? Well, yeah, that song, I guess, is pretty yeah. personal. Oh, the next yeah. single we oh. have coming out, it's about ugly truths, about addiction and, and all that. Um, I just, you know, with certain things in my life. But, uh, you know, we have a song called Come Around that's going to be coming out uh, in early 2023. And that song is just about my buddy being single, broke up with his girl, just went on a binge of being single. And it's like, <laughs> you know, that's a good song to write about. Yeah. You know? So yeah. that's. It's just easier for me to write yeah. lyrics about like when I'm hearing someone else's story. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's going to be But then good. you do a great thing where you you draw it from other experiences, but then you talk about I. Like, I'm going through this. Yeah, exactly. Like, which is great. Because which then, we've all been through. All yeah, well, and the, and the listener goes, oh, yes, I'm yeah. feeling this way. I feel great or I feel like shit or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah. it's easier. You know? Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's also the, the interesting thing is, you know, we tend to gravitate towards songs that sound like the the emotion that we're in at that time you know what i mean like it yeah. seems counterintuitive because like oh i'm having a shit day i'm gonna go listen to songs that are about having shit days yeah <laughs> just go listen to something that's happy and pulls me out of it yeah it's, you know, it's weird how that works you know it's funny though I'm, I'm i'm the opposite when it comes to that a lot of people are like that but when i'm like really shitty which is a lot um, no <laughs> is i need to listen to like cares 101 or like happy like you know like hey 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 yeah i need that and when i'm feeling good I listen, far. yeah when, exactly yeah so, but when yeah. i'm feeling good i'll listen to nirvana and like the darkest alice in chains song of like down in a hole like, it, it's all about balance right like oh shit i'm too happy i've got to bring myself back down right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. exactly exactly yeah whenever i'm sad or feeling down i always throw on like bony Vare. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, that. Dude, that dude will it pick me up, me even out. though it's so depressing, but it's, it's great. so beautiful. It's great. Yeah. But I'm like, am I depressed? I think I am now. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, all right, I'm not depressed anymore. That was great. Takes me on a journey. Oh, you get it out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. you get it out. There you go. Exactly. Well, I I think the mentality part of that goes to obviously like I'm I'm of the 
the camp that if I'm having a shit day, I'm going to listen to shit music um, or shit day music. Um, and I think what it is, though, is it does help in the sense because, like, now I don't feel like I'm alone in my shit day. Like, right. Right. this dude's had a, had a terrible day, too. Like, I'm good. You know, it's not as bad as it could be. Not just me. Right. But he goes through it. Uh, yeah. So um, let's talk a little bit about the, the COVID years, um, which was supposed to be, what, six weeks or, or whatever that bullshit <laughs> yeah. was. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, you know, forming a band going into the mess that was the COVID years, you touched on it a little bit about some of the freedoms and whatnot. But, like, what does that do to you mentally as a band as well, though, trying to create but knowing, like, okay, we can put these things out but we can't go out and traditionally support them with shows and things like that. Yeah. But one thing we, I wanted to, you know, I was pretty adamant about and they were on board, which is great. I didn't want to be that band because I know a lot of bands in LA that ended up falling apart. They split up because they got, you know, they're like, Oh, we have to play shows. What are we doing if we're not, you know, and then they Burned fell out. apart. But I was like, all right, you know, we can do online shows. We could really, and, and it's a great way to make money because you could sell online tickets. And, you know, we did a whole thing, like I mentioned earlier at the church, but I wanted to make sure we, we stayed working really hard. And um, online presence on social media was key. We would do videos, we would drop a single and then we'll do, we'll go on Instagram live and, you know, play the single or we'll do like an acoustic set on Instagram live. Like we just yeah. did everything possible to stay active and you know not fall through the sound so um yeah that's just pretty much we just were like hey we got to work hard you know yeah we got to stay up do a music video yeah whatever because it's like you have the time to exactly as opposed to you know juggling like you said the shows and everything it was like all right well use the tools that we have right now yeah yeah we were able to do a music video which is just right yeah yeah yeah. write a lot of stuff yeah exactly yeah. But um, I will say it was definitely a struggle, like, you know, when you're playing live shows in front of cameras and not mm-hmm. an audience and you right. still got to perform. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's a little interesting. Yeah. So that was way different. But like three girlfriends in the audience. Going, <laughs> yeah. You did great. And I'd be like, what's going on, everybody? Yeah. Crickets. <laughs> but, it's, but meanwhile, there's like a bunch of people yeah. watching through the lens. Yeah. But well, uh, but that yeah. was the cool thing because it gave us the time. Like one of you guys were saying it just like to get like to figure out what our identity was. Yeah. Because we had that like hibernation period because I think a lot of bands will go oh we have our songs and they don't really have like a niche or a theme or a thing right and this gave us time to go what is our sound going to be like and we went through trial and error of like okay. writing a lot of other songs that are not in the set list anymore right and so because it gives us time to develop and go and the one nice compliment we've heard from a lot of people is that they're like um like you guys have a sound like you have like a thing not just like a rock band which right. is something that we think because we've been in bands, we've played with other artists and you're going, oh, well, that's cool. Like, it sounds like a rock band, mm-hmm. but you want to have like this other thing. You want to have a certain identity. Yeah. And with everybody coming together, like he's like comes from his musical background, my background, our bassist and our drummer's background. You throw all those ingredients in and you're like, oh, this is what the pizza looks like. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> the best pizza you ever had. Yeah. <laughs> Pepe's or Pepe's or no, Pepe's. Better than New Haven. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I do think that that's the interesting thing, right? Like, so as a music journalist, I'm supposed to use the genre labels and all that bullshit. 
but I don't because nobody right. fits in a box anymore. Right. Um, and I think you guys are a prime example of it. You know, like press releases and things like that just call you a melodic rock band, and it's like, okay, but what is, what is that? You know what I mean? Like, there's so much room in that that box. Right. So then, yeah. when you start playing it, it's like, okay, yeah, they're a melodic rock band in the most general fucking terms <laughs> <laughs> i know it's like hard rock melodic alt rock i don't know but you know what the thing about that your favorite kind of rock my that's what favorite thing about that i've always noticed is whenever you show music to your friends and family and like or, or the band that you're in yeah i they always draw from what they like right yeah. you know what i mean and i'll go because i'll show somebody something they go yeah it reminds me of the offspring and i go we sound nothing like the offspring <laughs> but they just that's the only thing they can maybe think of yeah yeah and you're like, okay. Even Leonard I Skinner than yeah, that. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. I know, it's weird. Yeah, so when you talk about the genres and stuff like that, I think the one thing we think about, though, is the, it's, I guess it's workout songs. Yeah, what do you okay. want to listen to in the gym? Do you know, yeah, yeah. like what's going to make you go, fuck what's this, gonna make I you got get, it. Get out like, of bed and just get pumped for the day. Right, yeah. Like 86 is like that, yeah. Spitfire, the fight is certainly like that. And I, because it's like, yeah, let's go kick the day's ass. Yeah, kind of exactly. Thing. Yeah, you we know? write those songs unintentionally, Can but we, it's a little, it's a little yeah. intentional. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. A, especially just with the beats and the grooves. Exactly. And we work with our producer, Dario Camuzzi, who's like our fifth band member. Yeah. And he sits with us and trims the fat on songs and mm -hmm. kind of goes, he works with us all the time and goes, this is how you want to kind of like curate it. So right. there is a little bit of an agenda. Yeah, well, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, and I think that's a really good kind of segue over to like, talk a little bit about the importance of building the right team around you, but also internally within the band, you know, finding the right members of whether it's, you know, producers, press teams yep. or internally within the band, like making sure the right pieces are in the right place. Yeah. Wow. Building a team is because at the end of the day, it's, it's a business, right? So um, you want to surround yourself with like-minded people, people who believe in what you're doing, uh, people who aren't going to waste your time and people who are working hard. So for us, you know, we've, we had the core of the team is there. So now we need, you know, how, how are we going to do um, sound and, and at our shows? Right. And, uh, you know, when we do this tour, how are we going to book it and, and get someone to do that that we could trust? And then, you know, one of the most important people is Dario, like you mentioned. Um, you know, he's not just a producer, also a good friend of ours, but he's not just sitting there producing and making a quick buck. He actually believes in what we're doing right. and he believes in the project and he has fun doing it. So that's super yeah. important to keep in mind. But building a team, I mean, yeah. um, our graphic designer, Carrie. Carrie. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to her. Carrie. She, she's she been doing all the artwork for the singles and the fight, Spitfire, yeah. 86. She crushed it. Yeah. Because so we sit down and talk about the idea. Yeah. And she really knows how, like, she's so go, creative. She yeah. knows how to, like, really take our idea and be like, all right, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But check this out. And yeah. then make it completely better. And we're like, that's what I was really thinking. Right. You know? Yeah. Big <laughs> yeah. shout out to Jessica and Edson, who are photographers yeah. who come to like almost every single one of our shows yep. and just make us look way cooler than we are. Exactly. We got to give yeah. a huge shout because they're they're They've been like so supportive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's that's what you need. That team. As, as a concert photographer myself, oh. I can't tell you how happy that just made me. Because oh, yeah. You're, you're giving the credit to that, you know, so often like After. it just like, but it seems like so many bands are take it for granted that, you know, well, yeah. we're the ones on stage. And I don't think it's like always an intentional jadedness of like, no, yeah. oh, we're the one on stage. So you're doing us the favor. 
But like this last year, I got to photograph Flogging Molly a few times, and they've been oh, crazy supportive about like making sure they tag me and everything and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, that's this is art supporting art. This is where yeah. it's supposed to be. Right, one hundred percent. It goes hand in hand too. Yeah. I mean, we have we have no content without photographers. Right. You know, and uh, yeah, we've been blessed to find them. And well, they kind of. I guess Edson found us. He they kind of, yeah. And then uh, Jessica, I saw she shot one other show and her photos are amazing. And I'm like, hey, yeah. would you ever be interested in doing a Mechanical Roof show? And she yeah. was like, say no more. Yeah. And ever, I mean, that was like, what, five months ago, I yeah. think. So that that goes to show like, you know, building a team is super, super important. You need good people around you, people who care about their art and, mm -hmm. and what they're doing and their purpose. So, I mean, yeah, we've been blessed to have such a great team with us. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, I I think you guys nailed it. I mean, you know, it's like you said at the beginning, at the end of the day, it's a business. And it sucks to think about this thing that you love, this passion project of a band yeah. as a business, because it almost takes away parts of it. But like, I, you know, I'm the same way as a photographer. Like, I love the creative side of it. Man, sometimes the business end just sucks the fucking yeah. life. Yeah. But I mean, I look at it like, yes, you know, people are turned off by the term, like, you know, calling it a business, but it's a business that I would rather do than anything else in my life. Right. Like I'm blessed to be able to do this and call it my business or our yeah. business. Like to me, yes, it's work, but it's work that I love and enjoy. And um, it's our baby. Yeah. yeah. Got to make it happen. So yeah, it's a business, but it's the best business to be in. For well, sure. yeah. And Personally. And the, the thing about it being a business, I think it's because everything that we do with these creative minds, whether you're a producer or a photographer mm -hmm. or a graphic artist design, we're all emotional. Like you, it probably you can go like, you're an emotional person. Right. Everything is based off of emotion and business is not emotional. It's not, yeah. it's not personal, it's business. But with the band and with the extra band members, basically, it's been great. I think because as the crew and like-minded individuals, we have the professionalism to go that's a great idea or hey that idea sucks yeah right. and no, like we all like do it all the time where we're just very honest with each other where we're like uh -uh. like that didn't that wasn't good yeah and we go yeah. okay okay well and it's all about getting better and it's there's nobody's cutting anybody down and nobody's bullshitting anybody yeah because like just being in like a jam band where you're just like yeah keep playing that for another like, whatever minutes. like i love jam band music don't get me wrong yeah, but it's very right. just like yeah i did yeah. this and very yeah. easy going because we can like it's that calculation of like we're working on that we just did this before where we're working on our show our live show right now yeah where we're not just going to go up and go da, 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 here's our songs like yeah we want to do a show where right when a photographer or a person comes to the venue it's like you got to remember like this person drove dealt with parking dealt with the traffic or they had to get a babysitter or whatever right. it is and it's like it's our job to make 45 minutes as best as we can to put yep. together something really special, you know? Yeah, especially in the LA area, right? Like it's oh, God. two hours to get across fucking town, isn't it? Dude, yeah. <laughs> I love the pandemic so much, sorry. <laughs> no traffic. Fucking, I got to Santa Monica in like yeah. 20 minutes from sunset. I was like, you gotta be shit. Yeah, now it's, it's like an hour. It's worse than ever <laughs> yeah. right now. I know. Oh, it's horrific. It's yeah. bad. Live in LA, they said, it'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Thank they say God. that's where dreams come true, but I'm just, you know, with the internet now, I'm not sure that I have to make that move. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. For yeah, sure. Yeah. But that's, I mean, thank God. What's Indiana traffic like? Uh, not bad. I can get from the 
end and end to end of the state in three and a half to four hours. I yeah, mean, it's, wow, it's a oh, joke. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, I'm from Ohio, so yeah. it's like you used to measure miles and minutes. Yep, <laughs> yes. like, that's exactly what we do. Connecticut, yeah, yeah. Like for me to get to Chicago's three and a half hours. Yeah, that's it's it. it's really like six hundred and something miles, but like for me, it's three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That's just to get across uh, town here. Yeah, demographic is key, I guess, for you know whatever yeah. you're trying to do. My thing has always been like I'm on the 101, and it's like 1 p.m. and it's gridlock, and I'm like, don't you fuckers have jobs? Right. Like, what the fuck <laughs> are you all doing here? And I'm like, oh wait, it's L.A. Yeah, everybody's just everyone's doing a TikTok something. star, and a yeah. musician, and an actor. I'm like, we're all going to the same audition. That's one thing that's right. about <laughs> living in L.A. is that you know, let's say, God forbid, let's say there was a a nuclear attack about to happen, right? Uh -huh. Or some fucking asteroid or some crazy shit. How are we getting out of here? You're walking out of California. There's no way. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> no way people are driving out of here. We're not going to make it. Yeah. It, it'll, everybody's car will be parked on the freeway and you'll be walking the freaking Indiana. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way you're driving out of here. So it's a little scary to think about it like that. We're going to start taking helicopter lessons. <laughs> yeah. To hey, so we can you fly know. up and Hop out. in the chopper. No, yeah, I've exactly. seen I Am Legend, dude. They hopped on that thing. Things didn't work. Out yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> well, you know, at that time, people would be desperate and getting on. <laughs> so, yeah, living in L.A., that's in the back of my mind. Maybe not everybody's mind, you know. Yeah. But uh, something I think about. Or the big earthquake. <laughs> Yeah, the, exactly. We also have that to worry about. Yeah, you know, I was going to bring it up. I hate to be that guy, but it's just a matter of time, right? Like, that's going to happen. I know. I mean, New Dude, York City got a PSA of how to deal with a nuclear attack, so it's only a matter of time before I had I had a dream about the big earthquake. I was in a hotel lobby in the dream, and in the dream, the whole thing shifted 50 yards to the left. I felt like everything, and I woke right. up. Like it was happening, so it's a thing that's on your mind. I just, yeah, it was scary. Yeah, it was it I still am not used to the earthquakes out here. When they happen, I jump like a cat. Like one I've only felt two, so I've been out here seven years, and I've only felt really? two earthquakes. Really? Sketchy every time because you're just yeah. Eh, nothing I can do. Tornado, you can get underground. Hurricane, you can you know build a shelter, get higher ground. Earthquake doesn't matter if that shit will happen. At full speed, you're just done. <laughs> but, you play, that was yeah. Fun. yeah, and I think that's the big thing like with earthquakes is we don't really have a uh early warning system for them. You know, tornadoes, we may not get a ton of time, yeah. but we can tell you a little in advance. Hurricanes, yeah, you... we see that shit three days before it's coming to land. Like we're going right, 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 yeah. yeah. Earthquake, it's like, hey, everything's great today. Oh fuck. What what happened? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. you're gonna finish that? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're just totally fucked. Yeah. So but hey, that's why we live out here, right? No risk, no results. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um talk about the the music scene in, in LA specifically, because you know, like Obviously, Hollywood has always portrayed the California music scene as as the place, right? Like, sure. you've had other little hubs. I say little hubs. New York is one of them, but like Seattle, things like that. But L.A. is the classic, quote unquote, rock star dream. Like, what's yeah. it really like in the L.A. music scene? So from experience playing shows, uh, there's a lot of unfortunate scenarios of pay to play. And oh, yeah. the Sunset Strip specifically, um, I mean, we've done shows there. We didn't have to pay to play. We were asked on, which is, you know, we're grateful yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are a lot of bands who are just starting out. And they don't really know the, like, the, the techniques on how to book shows, where to book shows. Because 
problem is a new band will do it. Exactly. A new band will be like, oh, I'm going to play the whiskey and have your name on the thing, yeah. but you got to pay to play there. And then the and bookers and promoters will go, we'll find somebody to pay yeah. to play. And then, you know, going back to where this is a business, that's just not smart business thinking. Right. You're, not, right. you're not here to lose money. You're here to make money um, or invest money in, in certain things that will make yeah. you money in the long run. Um, but then before the pandemic, there was a great rock scene on the east side of LA, Silver Lake, Echo Park, yeah. those great venues um, that are no longer there, unfortunately. So I feel like it's been very scattered, right? Yeah, it, it, it has. But I mean, like, it's a good scene in general for like, it's so eclectic as far as like, there's so many genres and there's so many yeah, bands. Oh, and there's, sure. I mean, it's like, I think the thing is, it's like, this is like a hub where you get together to form the band and, but we're all in the business. So shows can seem a little bleak because mm -hmm. my favorite, our favorite thing to do is go to get out of Dodge and go to Austin or, you know, like, uh, uh, like Atlanta or, or, or Portland, Oregon. Like you yeah. just, people are so stoked that you're there and they get rambunctious and yeah. shit. Like everyone in LA is like, oh yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, cause everybody's there doing the same thing. Yeah, they're all doing so, Yeah, you're right. playing. They're <laughs> like, yeah, that was good, but I could do yeah. that better. That's but it's I, great in that regard because then you really see how you hold up. Yeah. Like when we play in front of like our, our buddies will come to the shows all the time. And we have other friends that were, uh, uh, other bands that we're friends with that we all like hang out or whatever. We play right? shows together. We play shows together and it's just, you're going like, oh yeah, you did that. Oh, well, we're going to, and you just get better. So it's a great, like, it's a great, yeah. uh, it's competing gym. on a friendly level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a great <laughs> gym with that. But tell him, uh, we met during the podcast, but during our podcast, we realized we jammed at the sunset jam yeah. with the shittiest drummer. That ever walked, <laughs> that ever walked here. But he talked a big game. And we have the, a song about that. Kyle. Yeah, it was because we realized that because the um, so for the musician dorks out there and everything, we uh, there was a jam called the Sunset Jam that our friend Eric Himmel ran, which was a great way for Networking, people to network. Connect. Yeah. And we would play and get a little rowdy, and you know you'd go, oh hey, are you available this night? And you go, yeah yeah yeah, I'll come in and do it. And he goes, all right. Um, so he puts me and him, we never met. Yeah, on, we, didn't meet yet. we didn't meet on the song Them Bones by Alice in Chains. Mm -hmm. And for you non-music listeners out there, that song is in an odd time signature. <laughs> and you have to like pay attention and know the song. Yeah, right. And you can't just go, oh yeah, it goes like this. You have to know it. So we show up at the jam. We all kind of meet each other. <clears throat> I think we were the first song of the night because been, yeah. the opening band, which was not that great. I go on stage. They get done. Opening band gets done. I walk on stage and the singer from that band walks over behind the drums. And I go, are you playing drums on this? And he goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was like, and I'm yeah, like, man, I'm doing it. Yeah, let's just do it. I, like, right. I panicked. I'm like, this yeah. is not going to go well. Yeah. And, 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 and we, I sung, like, we forgot that we uh, played that because then years later, we're doing the podcast and he tells me this story. He goes, dude, <laughs> I played with the shittiest drummer at <laughs> yeah. the Viper Room on them. And I go, I played it with the shittiest. <laughs> yeah. like, he was like, that was you? Like, we were like, yeah. And so that's the first time we like jammed together. Yeah. And it was just a really, so you, you have experiences like that where you walk off the stage going, all right, I hope nobody saw that, but everybody was there. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's funny too, because after that, you know, I was always working on like developing a band in LA. Yeah. You know, coming from Connecticut, 
I was right. in a original band. So I was like, you know, this is what I want to do with my life. Right. Let me try to get it happening. And there's a Facebook messenger thread. Of oh, like yeah, us. <laughs> I'm like, yo, dude, that was great to jam with you. You want to jam? He's like, yeah, uh, you know, we could jam. And then it ended up <laughs> never happening. And like I said, the universe just came around full go, circle for us. And here we are. To go back to your point of what the blessing was with the pandemic. That because that was the thing for me at that time when we were doing that stuff. And what was this, 2017, 2018? 2017. Yeah. Okay. I was definitely in the circus of being a hired gun. Right. And I'm just go, go, gig, gig, who cares, whatever. Like I wasn't in that. And but I grew up being in a band mentality. Like I didn't care about the bass player for Shakira or whatever. Like I didn't know any of that stuff or Michael right. Jackson or whatever it is, but it's like, I just knew bands and knew ACDC and Foo Fighters and stuff like that. So when you did at, yeah. So because the pandemic slowed everything down, it made me go, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Like if I'm going to work with people, I want to work with my band, my crew, my family, and that we're all in this together. And so that was the the cool thing about it because then I was just like, yes, enough is enough. I'm in a band again. Yeah, the band's gonna make it. <laughs> well, there, there's definitely something to, to be said about the higher guns, right? Like, uh, no, and it's yeah. Don't get me wrong, I still do it, but yeah. <laughs> right, right, and and to be like even a studio mu- musician or whatever, like there's awesome. still a lot to be said about those people. Absolutely, but it absolutely is a. 180 degree turn on mentality when you're going this is my band this is my project mm-hmm. i can have input and va- add value here whereas studio work it's usually somebody else has written it and mm-hmm. you're handed a sheet of paper and go hey i just need you to play the notes thanks bye like, yeah here's i don't want to be the guy playing for the guy i want to be yeah. the guy. you know what i mean yeah so but but, but you know we we got to make a living too so um outside mechanical roots we all do session stuff and yeah we all do so yeah but uh we're constantly playing networking and that's just kind of what you do and that, i think that's what helped with the songwriting us learning yeah from oh, yeah. working with other people for going sure. like working with producers and being a studio musician where you're like that shit's hard like I'm in the studio right now and the producer is constantly like, sorry, bro, that's not, and you're just going burnt and you do that 45 times. Yeah. Like I thought and I was good. I thought I was a guitar player. <laughs> so when we do our shit, we go, we've learned all these tools of being a oh, hired yeah. gun of like, okay, let's take that. That's a good experience. This is a thing we don't want to be like, and you draw from it. And I think that's what helps with like the songwriting. It's like yeah. trimming the fat going like, do we need to, like who are we playing for like are we gonna like play all the notes that we can play does this song need a guitar solo does it need a drum fill like that mm-hmm. you know and yeah. that's what's kind of that's what's exciting is being on the other side and then coming back to it yeah and i think like you said it adds tools to the to the tool belt right like yeah. hey you know i was in a session the other day we tried this thing and it was really fucking dope let's you know experiment with that yeah 100 percent yeah. Yeah. Take uh, I mean, like, you know, you can always I always refer back to or, or relate it to like if you go to college for a job. Right. You graduate, you go to your job and it takes you a while to like figure it out because experience is the best teacher. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, for us, it's like we've we've already been to school. You know, we've, we've been taught like, all right, I try trial and error, trial and error over and over again. And so when it comes to the band and writing and performing specifically, too, I mean, you know, performance is key because where, how are you going to play? You got to read the room, but also you want them to, to walk out of the room and say, God damn, that was the best fucking show I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, no matter what happens that day, just put on a show. 
um, played the songs well. And so you learn that through trial and error and, and just from playing over and over and over again. So I think we're in a good spot of like, yeah, we, we have definitely been the student or in Star Wars terms, uh, <laughs> Padawan. Padawan. We now, I don't want to call us master because we're not, you know, Jedi Knight. Kind of like Jedi Knight. Yeah, right we're like Jedi Knights, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if the, I, I don't know. I'm not big in Star Wars, but I think that's what they call it. Try to use a reference. You have no idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is that? Uh, how does that fucking Star Wars thing go again? Uh, you know, that reminds me so much of when I, about a little over a year ago now, I guess, I used to be a, a licensed insurance agent uh, oh, for like okay. five or six years. But before taking that test, because that test is fucking insane, mm -hmm. um, you go to like this little class, they teach you all the, the ins and outs on the, the test or whatever. And I'll never forget the instructor that I had, you know, going back to like experience is the real measure of a, a person or, a, you know, an artist. Sure. He straight up said at the beginning of class, he goes, look, here's the thing. I'm going to teach you what you need to know to get past the test. But then when you walk out of this door, I want you to forget every fucking word that I said, because yeah. it's not the real world application. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, if everything goes right, then you learn nothing. Right. Yeah. So you need a lot of shit to go wrong so you can adapt, adapt and overcome. Like, you know, for instance, uh, I played a show one time where I went to sing in the mic and the sound guy didn't turn my mic on. <laughs> And so I'm like, okay, I can either stop the show and say, hey, I need my mic on, or I just adapt and just start playing guitar. We'll do a little cool jam session. Yeah. And every once in a while, I'll look up at him and be like, my mic's off, you know, but still keep the people entertained, still keep ourselves entertained, right. you know, make sure there's no awkwardness. And, um, you know, some, uh, pedal boards are a big thing. I mean, we have big yeah. pedal boards. And so sometimes yeah. that shit just doesn't want to work, yeah. you know, <laughs> and so yeah. you got to kind of adapt. Uh, but if everything goes right in a situation, you learn nothing. Yeah. So you, you, it's, you almost, it's a blessing to have shit go wrong. You know, it sucks, but it teaches you how to keep going and how to become professional. And yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That reminds me of, uh, I just saw an Instagram reel of, um, Kevin from this wildlife. He had a very similar issue go on where mid set, like his mic just died. Uh, so he, He's like freaking out and he's like, well, fuck it. And he starts playing the Adams Family uh, theme song <laughs> and letting the crowd clap along until the mic could get fixed and turned nice. back on. Yeah. So like, you know, just fuck it. I, I can do this thing for a few minutes and we'll be fine. Right. And yeah. it's still fun. It's not awkward. You're not stopping yeah. the show. And then the crowd knows that something's wrong. Like you don't want the crowd to know anything is wrong. Right. Unless you're me. And <laughs> you. the one thing I have a problem with is I have the coordination of a giraffe on ice. Like, <laughs> I heard they're like, actually really good. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Giraffes on ice? Yeah, good yeah. hockey player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Number 22. Yeah. <laughs> For the Toys R Us uh, hockey team. Um, no, at our one show, the only this is the only time I'll do it. We did a show, we did a, a, a release show in March. Who was that for? 86? No. Yeah. It was 86 release. Yeah. I yeah. went up to the front of the stage like a rock star, played my solo. Fucking yeah. And trying to be cool, I take a step back and I hit the power box that everything's plugged into. Right. So it's like binds <laughs> of cables. And I went, ah! like, 
And I literally almost bought, and you can kind of see it in one of our footages yeah. where I literally almost eat it. I was like convinced I was going to land flat on my back, but I somehow caught it and I was able to, and I looked at the crowd and the entire crowd's like, yeah, we, we saw, saw that shit. I remember singing in the mic and I just was like, <laughs> yeah. you good? <laughs> like what just happened? But in that those happened. cases, you have to laugh that off and go, right. I'm not a rock star. I'm an idiot. And I like, I remember I like smiled. I took a bow. I was like, yep, I just made a yeah. point. Like you just lean into it. Where you're like, I always ask people, are you okay? And they're yeah. like, wait a minute. Am I okay? Am I okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, make it reverse psychology. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good? Yeah. I know. It was, yeah, I'm it was good. so silly. Yeah. Cause I've done shit like that all the time where I'm like, I'm going to make it. I'm, I got this. Yeah. And then my big clown feet trip me up. Like, you know, so. That's the only time you stop wearing those clown shoes. Uh, yeah, well, but they you were left free. that life a long time ago. No, I still no. You can the you can what is it? You leave the clown life, but the life the clown, clown life never leaves. Yeah, I got that tatted on my back. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Oh, okay. so I never forget. Yeah, it, you yeah. Know? yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that that's a a really good observation, though, like a real life observation too. That like whether it's music or not, you know, if you plan that everything's going to go right like something's bound to make you look like a fool at some point mm -hmm. and you kind of have that choice to make like okay do we lean into it or do i play it off like nothing ever happened and obviously it's a case-by-case -case basis on right, right, right. what the right answer is but i think you know it, it's life's weird way whether you're religious or spiritual or or nothing like it's life's weird way of kind of humbling you sometimes like hey yeah. oh, you yeah. know I see you're out there, big guy, but take a step <laughs> back, you know? Yeah. I mean, look at what happened with Dave Grohl. He fell off the stage, broke his leg. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he gets on the microphone. He goes, I think I broke my fucking leg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, through like the audience and fans, you look at them at, and you see those huge, massive rock stars in person. And you just look at them like, holy shit. You know, almost like not like a human. But then yeah. you see them make human errors and you're like, oh, yeah, it kind of brings you back to earth a little bit. Like, oh. Yeah, everybody's the same. Yeah, you know, and that's rock and roll. It's supposed to be a little dangerous exactly. and fucked up. Like, exactly. where? Yeah, that's what we're bringing back is non perfection. Like, we might not make it at the next show. <laughs> right. I remember, I remember probably playing, through our own fault. You know. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. But I remember playing a show one time, uh, and I know this happens to like most guitar players, but I have a white Telecaster, and I was strumming, and for some reason when I strum, I hit my fingertip as well if I'm going really going crazy. So it just started blood all over the guitar. Oh, yeah. So in my head, I'm like, that's so badass. But people are probably like, yo, you good? Like, you right. that checked out, I you know? I need for my art. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, that reminds me of um, Adam Lazara of Taking Back Sunday. This mm -hmm. has been years and years ago, but like he used to swing the mic around his neck all the fucking time. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a genius thing. Uh, and one time he shorted, short courted himself and hit himself in the mouth and like busted his fucking mouth open. Right. <laughs> and like talking about leaning into it, literally they got on the phone, like that happens at a show, like pictures and videos obviously are starting to go viral. And they literally made a fucking t-shirt that was oh, a that's mic cord wrapped around and a bloody mic just hanging in the center. That's and I'm like, that's the best way to take advantage of that. And I, I, I love little, I guess I call them Easter eggs, yeah. like little, you know, things that, oh, if you know, you know, that right. kind of thing. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, those are always great. Yeah, that's a good point. That happened to, uh, uh, we need to start doing that. What's Van Halen, uh, uh, Dave? David Lee Roth? Yeah, David Lee Roth. busted his face with the sword? 
Yeah, with the was it a sword? I think it was a sword. It was something they did. I don't know if you saw that. Is that Kimmel? He busted his mouth or his I think face. it was on Kimmel. Yeah, I think it was a sword. But he came back out and performed. So you know, it's yeah, gotta adapt and overcome, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, we could go way back and do Ozzy biting the head off of a bat, yeah, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alice Cooper with the I chicken. Mean, that's a little. Obs- that's a little. And my crazy. face, like I'm from Detroit. It has wings. It'll fly. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> We're gonna, I'm gonna start bringing nunchucks on stage. That's all. There, yeah. cow, 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 cow. there you go. Awesome. Uh, you should make them. I just literally came up with this. Make them, but make them drumsticks and just start hitting the fucking drum set with them. Oh yeah. Patricia's yeah. just doing yeah. that. <laughs> drum beat. She has like four drumsticks. Yeah. Bruce Lee's yeah. cool. Check this out. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> playing the best beat of all time. Yeah. She's a fast drummer. We'll call her. That'll that'll be a hit on yeah. TikTok. That would sure. actually would work. That was a good idea. There you go. We'll cut you in on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take my donation afterwards you know after yeah. the show. <laughs> oh yeah um no let's uh you know I, i'm loving these stories but let's move into kind of the the vision for 2022 rolling into 2023 you said there you know at the beginning you've kind of got plans for a tour obviously i don't want to get you in trouble with pr yet but anything you're allowed to talk about on the, the, about the tour stuff and kind of what's yeah. this vision for the next couple six months to a year yeah for sure so the tour um so austin city limits is happening in uh, october and so we thought since we're going to be dropping a new single around then um it'd be cool to tour off that single and and um play acl and so we're going to be doing that in october in austin so we built the whole tour around that of uh 12 days that's the 14th yeah. of october yeah we're we'll playing at valhalla in austin mm-hmm. on the 14th of october yep come on out if you're listening uh but anyway uh yes yeah, so we're gonna be doing this tour we were, we're playing uh we're basically doing a b that makes sense yeah uh, i say that to people and they're like i'm not following i'm like so we're take our route we're doing a form of a b and uh, we got a lot of kick-ass shows on there. We're opening up for uh, Cairo Knife Fight, a House of Blues, waiting to hear back from the Troubadour for the last show of the tour, um, opening for them again. Um, so, yeah, we're just going out there to uh, promote the single. We're getting a new batch of merch that's going to be coming in um, that we're super stoked about, some kick-ass-looking T-shirts that we're um, excited to sell on tour. And um, So that's kind of what's going to bring us to the end of 2022. Mm -hmm. Um, And then 2023 is going to be more about, again, dropping new releases. uh, Because when we released or when we recorded the fight, we also recorded two additional songs. Yeah. So one of those songs is coming out in October. And then the following one might be February, March area, somewhere there, somewhere away from like the Grammys. And it's too much going on. So you want to do when the water is calm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Um, So that'll bring us into the beginning and then uh, hopefully jump on some tours of opening act um, or tours of our own and have people come on and, um, you know, just working hard, grinding, just building, building the brand of mechanical roots. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of on the forecast. So yeah, kind of have like a two to two and a half, maybe three months, every like three months we release like a single. Yeah. So yeah. you can kind of expect that too. And it just depends on like the time of the year. Exactly. Because right? we have actually, we have, five new songs yeah we got a lot we got a lot we're gonna be releasing as singles which is good we're busy we're not just sitting there with a thumb in our ass (laughs) yeah exactly sitting there with a thumb in our ass and working hard right yeah (laughs) i didn't know you could do that at the same time oh Uh, we got it frozen yeah i think you froze are you with us he's like i'm done with this (laughs) i can't do this anymore there we go i lost you for a second oh i know Um, i'm I'm getting (laughs) weird power issues i don't know if it's the ac well i'm not connected to power so 
Uh, no, I mean, oh, the, I, like the, the internet, you know, you're connected to the internet. That's true. Yeah. 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 Fine. Okay. Whatever. I, anyway. Yeah, not a big deal. Um, yeah. No, I was going to say, I, I think, you know, going back to the the band as a, a business, you know, as much as we hate to, to talk about that, um, yeah. I always find it really important or I... Oh, I think we lost what you again. Hold on. Let me... What's going on here? I don't know if it's me or if it's... Is it me? Oh, Hello. Yep, there Wait, we go. We, we lost you again. Yep, you... yep, I'm back again. All right. Okay. <laughs> Don't know if it's you or if it's me, but we'll be. I don't know. Yeah. Probably fine. Yeah, it's the big one. The big one. No, I was going to say, you know, one of the things I try to emphasize uh, when it comes to you brought up new merch and stuff like that. So, um, for fans or potential fans, like that's one of the biggest opportunities to support a band, especially in the stage of the career that you guys are in. You know, like. Everybody assumes that that streaming's the way to go, right? You know, oh, if they do good on Spotify or if they get those YouTube views or whatever, and it's like that's such a small fucking amount compared right. to coming out to a show, buy the ticket and come buy a shirt, and yeah, exactly. I'm going to make more off that from you than I will if you stream my song ten thousand times. Right. Exactly. I mean, and you know, it's funny. Someone was like, uh, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about Spotify and numbers and stuff. And they're like, yeah, you know, we, uh, we played a show with this dude who had like a million streams, but there was like 10 people at a show. And I'm like, that's because, you know, believe nothing you hear and half of what you see. So you can't believe that just because someone has all these streams, you could buy streams, you could get these bullshit playlisters that'll just, I don't know how they do it, but they give you a bunch of playlist numbers and or streams. And, um, and then you go see them live and, you're like, what the hell is this? You know, especially yeah. you could really fake your sound on the internet. And that's yeah. one thing that we kind of hone dear to us is, yeah, we got to be better than the record. And yeah, so when you come to our show, it's like, you know, we want you to walk away like, holy shit, that's better than this, the record. That's better than what I expected. That's always great. You know, because you hear the sound, you're like, you go to the show and blowing minds is what we want to do. <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to say like, actually it's not hard, but it, it's funny that people will spend money on, they'll spend like 10, 15 bucks a month on Spotify, but sometimes they'll go to a show and be like, Ooh, $30 for a t-shirt. Yeah, I don't right. know about that. And it's like, well, that's two months worth yeah. of, you know, supporting us on Spotify. Might as well just help us out here. Yeah. And, uh, but the new shirts are kick-ass. We're super stoked. And so we hope people will want to buy we got them. Shirts. We got anyway. koozies. Yeah. We got koozies for your hands. Nice yeah. and cold beer, fucking warm them up. Yeah. You yeah. know, no hands. one likes wet hands. No cold <laughs> damp hands. Come on, man, put a koozie on that. Yeah, we want to shake hands with a wet towel. Come on. <laughs> no, and I, I do think that's a, a great point, though. Like you know, thinking about the merch and kind of the different things that you can create. You know, like koozies are starting to become popular again for some reason, um, and it's just the way the trends work. Yeah. But like. You know, I think that plays a little bit of mentality into the casual listener, if you will, on if they're going to buy merch or not. Like, do I really need another black band T-shirt? Mm, right. Probably not. Yeah. But you have this kick at, you know, koozie or like, oh, the, the, this beach towel or whatever. Like, well, fuck it. Yeah, I could do that. I need more of those. Do beach towels. We could do a beach towel. <laughs> I actually, didn't think yeah. about beach towels. That's actually a great idea. Yeah. One thing uh, that I think is box super. Breeze. Yeah, box <laughs> 
Uh, one thing I thought about actually uh, for any bands listening, which we're probably going to do down the road is lighters because everybody, yeah. a lighter gets passed around. It's like a coin, you know, that yeah. shit travels from, if it starts in LA, it'll end up in Africa somehow, some yeah. way, you know what I mean? Right. So you never know who's going to be holding the lighter. Lighter be like, matches, oh. like those matches you get for free, like yep. the flippy, you yeah, know, matches good matches. Yeah. So yeah. just those things to get outside the box, like what would convenient mean more than a t-shirt? Beer koozies I love. I mean, yeah. put them on, keep your drink cold, get your hands dry, get your beer koozie today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, just thinking outside the box with merch is always good. But we're really excited because obviously we're doing it, like you said, like who wants just another black band t-shirt? But what I think uh, our, our graphic designer, Carrie, um, she was like, well, when I go shopping, why do I want to wear a shirt? Right. Right. What stands out about that shirt that's going to want to make, want to make me wear that out and not just around the house? Yeah. Yeah. Or to the show, you know, so we kept that in mind of style. Yeah. Wise. To make it like look good and stuff exactly. like that, because even like, I don't know, you guys have probably seen it. Like, it's so funny when they give so much shit to the uh, like the Kardashians. Right. And the Metallica Master of Puppets shirt. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Know, or like Ride the Lightning. But at the end of the day, they're like, well, no, that looks good. It's like somehow... It's stylish. Metallica, like the Ramones, to name a few that are just like, well, no, no, no. But I mean, like, you know, those shirts that are iconic that they still like to the or actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah. The tongue. It's just if you just put the tongue on there, like it's it's not it's not just a band shirt anymore. Right. Bigger than that. It's a style. Yeah. Yeah. So if we can we can accomplish that, I think some of our like um, the artwork that we have for all the singles, that's what we're working on, making it look like. You know, and that goes where if back, you're at the show and you're like, yeah. oh, dude, that's a that's a cool shirt. Exactly. And that goes back to the business concept, you know, like, yeah. OK, how, how can we make money, still build our brand and keep true to ourselves, but also give give the people something that they're going to enjoy mm-hmm. wearing? Yeah, I think we lost them again. Oh, no. Oh, oh I'm here. <laughs> gotcha. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do think, you know, that like you said, it. I run into it even with like my merch for for the website and the podcast like is this something like this i've got a a fucking ship on my shirt you know like and yeah. it's you make the scene and the sails in rough seas we sail on the the bottom like is this something i would wear out like was my thought because right i can't tell you how many fucking shirts are over in that closet from bands that i've bought that just Kind of fucking sit there and it's using the they fit. i just don't them. wear them out yeah you can sleep yeah. in our shirts yeah. too yeah you wear them to the gym or you know they don't get they don't see the public eye yeah. as they should or the meant to so you can buy our yeah. double xls and wear it as like a nighttime ga- evening it's, it's now a snuggie it's now a snuggie yes <laughs> <laughs> you always wanted to wear an oversized shirt and cuddle right. up on the couch yeah now you can now you can with a mechanical routine <laughs> yeah one size fits all we should get a shirt where it's just like pictures i think of you're in you for, Sorry, for go ahead. your next merch drop yeah no, for, you're fine for your next merch drop what you need to do because you guys are great at this so far make tiktoks that are like infomercials for your fucking merch oh yeah we, <laughs> yeah. we got one coming for the koozies trust yeah. me yeah. Yeah. yeah it's gonna be yeah. good it's gonna be good yeah yeah so yeah, we yeah. Do like, like, like not infomercial only- style is perfect yeah. Oh yeah, because it's funny, it's entertaining. Have you ever spilled it? We are. You're still liquid in the kitchen. You can mop it up. Use a mechanical yeah, yeah, exactly. towel. Yeah, exactly. Your floor needs dusting. <laughs> this works great too. Yeah. <laughs> You're like a sham wow, dude. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or slap chop. Do you like washing the car with it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> awesome. This is why we're um, That's honestly like everything I've got for you guys on this episode. Um, so let's kind of do kind of the standard outro. Like obviously I'll link all the socials and stuff and we've talked about the tour, but what's the best way for people to find you guys interact and you know, what's the, the parting message, if you will. Yeah. So uh, for anybody interested, we're mechanical roots. We're half of mechanical roots. Um, and you can find us online. Instagram is what we're, uh, you know, we're always on there. We run the Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, hit us up on Instagram. If you want to say, Hey, or if you're interested in when we're playing, you can check our website. All of our dates are are on there and all the tour dates will be uploaded on mechanicalroots.com. All the new music, uh, you can follow Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, yeah, just give us a follow on there and, uh, leave them with a message. Uh, my message is simple. Uh, I am Mike Rogrady, and I'm being held captive against my will. I've been in this band for two and a half years. They will not let me leave. I'm in distress. I'm blinking. Uh, my right, address is... No, no, yeah. Follow us on all the social platforms. Follow us on Spotify. Keep up with us because we have... Uh, all the tour dates are going to get announced soon. Mm -hmm. We got more singles coming out. So if you stay connected with us and we'll, you know, and uh, if anybody out there listening, like come to a show, hang out, yeah. we'll have fun. And yeah, I guess that's, that's my message. And uh, Join the listen, family. listen to our shit when you need to work out, you don't have the motivation to work out. I'm telling you, you will go on that run so fucking fast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Like I said, I, you know, as I went through the discography, there's definitely, there's a little bit of like a nostalgia feeling to it. Cause it yeah. does feel like old school nineties rock type stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there's so yeah. much new elements to it. And like I said earlier, like so much depth, you don't fit in the box. You're, you're Thank pouring you. out of that genre box into these different things. And I think it will like when people find the songs that, that hype them up it's going to be those things where like yeah. shit i have to go listen to that that's going on playlist yeah no 100%. and thank we really appreciate that that's a yeah, hell of dude. a compliment because that's what we're trying to do and what you said about that nostalgia thing i think the other the way that we got to give credit to i mean we think about it and dario our producer is so great with going yeah i want to get he gets real takes from us like as musicians and it's not so cookie cutter and polished and clean as you might think it might be where so it's like, like raw yeah it's like raw and human element so we marry the two where we go like we want our music to be like on movies or like the third act of like you know or the workout thing where it sounds epic and it has like yeah. these nuances of something that's like new like 20 you know the 20th this yeah. century that it we're still in. keeps you authenticity but real yeah instruments. like just from the roots of yeah. no pun intended <laughs> of where we come from where it's like you know like that opening line and welcome to the jungle is a mistake right. slash is just checking the tone going and then he goes like that's a that's a mistake and we love little things like that so that's what we're doing. and thank you for having us yes on. thank you blast. so much man yeah, absolutely guys i'm sure this won't be the last time so keep doing what you're doing and we'll talk soon all right all right yeah, josh sure. thanks so much man enjoy the rest of your day thank, thank you josh. Man, you too all right take care i love you <laughs> <laughs> and that was my conversation with kev and michael of the band mechanical roots Huge shout out to them for taking the time to have that talk with me. Um, really hope you guys enjoyed that. You know, it was kind of all over the place, but in the best sort of way. Uh, and I really enjoyed 
you know, getting the insight of what the L.A. music scene's really like. We've all seen it, you know, played up in Hollywood and kind of this, you know, unrealistic portrayal sometimes of what it really means to be in that music scene. Um, so, again, huge shout out to the guys for taking the time to have this conversation. Um, definitely looking forward to n- more new music from them. They're going to be, you know, trying to get some shows and tours and things like that lined up as well. So definitely this is the time to put your finger on the pulse and start checking them out and, you know, get them on your playlists, things like that, because they're a band that's going to, uh, like I said earlier, they're, they're going to make some waves and they're going to, you know, shake things up a little bit. As always, I want you guys to go over, give them a a like, a follow, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. We will have the uh, socials and everything down in the description of the podcast, so be sure to check those out. Um, Yeah, that's really everything, guys. Uh, Just recently started putting up the videos on YouTube, so head over to YouTube and search you make the scene you'll start finding more and more videos if you uh jump over to our instagram link tree as well um there'll be a link to the channel there but would be awesome if you guys subscribe to that and you know we'll be posting like i said the videos and you know different little clips and things of that nature over there as well so um Really appreciate all the support that you guys have given me. Uh, Definitely looking forward to doing as much cool shit as I possibly can for you guys. And we've got some pretty cool bands lined up. So definitely, if this is the first episode you've listened to, make sure that you're subscribed, uh, that you're following the podcast, whatever, uh, because there are some really, really dope artists going to be on very, very soon. Um, That's everything, guys. That's all I'm going to talk about for this episode. So, as always, remember, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you make the scene.